You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Today is going to be another shorter mailbag episode. And so one of the questions that I got over the last couple of weeks was about my thoughts on the rise of on-demand sets from the manufacturers. And so today we're going to spend a little bit of time covering a few of the basics of some of the on-demand offerings from Tops, Panini, and we'll talk a little bit about what you can get, um, what the values of those have been, and my thoughts on what that means for the overall direction of the hobby. So We'll dig in a little deeper after this quick break. Starstock is a new trading card marketplace which is preparing to go live in April. Their goal is to be a faster and cheaper solution to sell cards, and they're looking for sellers who want to be some of the first to have their cards available for sale at launch. I'm going to be testing the platform with my own submission. They're offering a 5% sales commission with no other submission or processing fees. You send in your cards and they do all the work. Cards are insured and stored in a vault, and you can have your cards shipped to you at any time. You'll be able to buy, store, or flip cards at the push of a button. If you're interested in learning more about getting involved as a seller and getting your cards onto the site for launch, contact Mike Kuchera via email at mike at starstock.com. They're looking for sellers who have rookie and prospect cards of current players for the major sports. For more details, contact Mike Kuchera at mike at starstock.com or go to www.starstock.com. Hi, this is Scott Spizio, and you're listening to the Wax Packs Hero Sports Card Minute. Okay, when I say on-demand sets, what do I mean? And well, I guess what I'm getting at is each of the, the three manufacturers, Upper Deck, Panini, and Tops, all have certain sets that are essentially printed to order. They're available direct on tops.com or paniniamerica.com or the Upper Deck EPAC program, and they're available for a limited period of time, and they'll essentially manufacture as many orders as they get. And so it's not something that has a pre-established print run. They're going to take as many orders as they get, and that means the cards in those series or the cards in those sets can have varying print runs. Some people find that interesting some people don't and so for instance the the upper deck game dated moments those are ones that i'm the least familiar with but they're available for a, a limited time directly on the epac platform and they focus on events that happened throughout that most recent week panini instant does something very similar on their site and for 9.99 you can get one card or there's volume discounts if you buy multiple cards and they highlight certain things that have happened in the NBA, NFL, WNBA season. In the past, they've had NASCAR Panini Instant cards, but I think only 2016 and 2017 were the years that they produced those. But essentially, the thought is that in real time, they're going to be able to create a card of a key sporting event, whether that be a draft, whether that be a major accomplishment during the course of an event, and you as a customer are going to be able to order that card directly from the manufacturer and get it within days or weeks instead of having to wait for an entire season. And so that's what we're getting at with that. So Panini Instant has their version of it. Upper Deck has their version of it. But Tops Now is probably one of the most popular and most common versions of it. 
It's really started with the MLB a few years ago, but now it has also expanded into other sports. Um, They've got hockey stickers, WWE, Star Wars, Mandalorian was a a popular Star Wars version of the product um, earlier last year, and also UFC. And so it's also around $9.99 for one single card and down to about $4 if you buy it in bulk. And so it started with just kind of a essentially a base card that you could order and the print runs would be established once all the order window had closed. Typically they're somewhere between 24 hours and one week for certain for certain types of cards. And it generally started with just kind of a base card version of whatever player or whatever significant moment happened. That's kind of expanded into now autographs and relics are, are a part of that on-demand program. You know, but but for tops, that's not really where the on-demand options end. And that's I've never really bought a tops now card, but I have bought tops living cards, and that's another form of on-demand cards from tops. And I covered I did a whole podcast episode on tops living, but essentially those tops living products, which they now do for Major League Baseball, for Star Wars, and for soccer, are a weekly offering. And so for one week, you've got a two or three card bundle that's available for purchase. And again, they'll print as many copies as sold in that order window. And so for the baseball living set, for instance, we've seen print runs from just under 2,000 cards up to 40,000 plus at its peak. And so the, the print runs are all over the board. But once that window closes, they're not going to make any more. And so, you know, that's another option. And, and those, those print runs are even lower for some of the Star Wars and soccer cards. But Topps also has Throwback Thursday. Um, they've got some other box sets like the, the Bryce Harper set, the Gary V set. Um, and there's a, a, a recent soccer set, I believe it was Messi, that just came out that are also print to order. And so they've got an established order window. You can take it or leave it during that window, but once it's over with, you're you're locked out unless you buy it on the secondary market. And so, you know, there's a growing market for these types of products, and some people love it and some people hate it. And and I guess, you know, it, it really kind of just depends on what your collecting preferences are on where you're going to land. So one of the other questions that I get about these on-demand products are, do they hold any value? Are, you know, are they worth anything? You know, you're paying somewhere between 5 and $10 per card you know, for some of these things, and are they worth it on down the road? And again, that really, the answer is it depends. And a lot of people don't like to hear that answer, but it really is the answer. And so it's not uncommon to be able to find some of these Tops Now cards, Tops Living Set cards, Panini Instant cards for just a couple bucks, even less than people paid, you know, a few months later. But it's also not uncommon to find some of them for 10 or 20 or even $100 or more for some of the very popular Tops Living Set cards. And it really comes down to the the demand that comes out on the secondary market. You know, there's still a, a huge collecting segment that doesn't know anything about these on-demand sets. And for them, there's no, they have no interest in it. They've never even heard of it. So to some of them, it doesn't even seem like it's necessarily a real card. Um, but other people realize that some of them have a, a pretty low level of scarcity and and they're pretty 
hard to find. And if you're a certain player collector, you really still want to get that card regardless of its original distribution format. And so some of these cards do have tremendous secondary market demand and others people could care less about. It really just kind of depends on what we're talking about. And so my my overall judgment on the value of these cards or is it worth it from an investment perspective or a long-term value perspective is it really just depends and you're going to have to understand the market for the player or the team or the specific set that you're collecting if you want to make a, a value determination. I'm not going to come down on one side or the other on that one. But what I will come down with an opinion on is my thoughts on these on-demand products and the rise and the, the growing number of on-demand products that are available for consumers to purchase. And I'm going to come down because I'm going to, I'm going to admit it's my opinion. I'm not saying it's the only way to look at it or that my opinion is necessarily the right one. But I do want to share kind of what my thoughts are. And so what do I think about it? Well, I like it. In general, my overall assessment is I like the rise of these on-demand sets. Why? A couple reasons. And, and the first one is because I like innovation. And I like that these companies are trying something new. I like that it provides an opportunity for the company and the consumer to be directly connected. You know, if, if the company puts something out that people don't like, they're not going to sell any. And they're going to hear that feedback loud and clear almost in real time because that, that sales window is so short for these products. And the other reason is because I'm a big fan of consumer choices and letting the market speak. Not every consumer wants to do cards the traditional way where they buy a pack at Target or Walmart or their local hobby shop. Some of them want to get what they want when they want it. And these on-demand sets give them another opportunity to do that. And it's a way for the, the companies to try something new, try something different, and connect directly to the consumer, to the collector, and cut out that entire middleman process. And, and I think that is a, is a pretty cool, innovative idea. We're a couple years into it now, so it's not brand new anymore, but the companies are continuing to learn, and by the variety of products that are being offered that way, it must be working for them. The other thing is it also opened up a whole new entrepreneurial angle for people who want to make bulk purchases. And so there's, a, there's another segment of collectors, of, of businessmen and businesswomen, really, who are going in and... Even though they may only want one for themselves, they're going in and making these bulk 20 or 40 or 60 card purchases so they can lock in the biggest discounts and then they become the reseller on the secondary market. Because undoubtedly there's people who don't know, there's people who forget to order during the window, but they still want to get their card. Now these people are becoming the hobby shop or they're going to become the online supplier for these on-demand cards. And I love when there's opportunities for somebody to step into the market and, and show that entrepreneurial spirit and, and fill a need that exists out there. But what are the downsides? You know, it's, it's not all roses. You know, there are downsides to these on-demand sets. And the first one is probably the overall cost. Even with those biggest bulk discounts, you're still talking about four-ish dollars per card. And that's pretty steep when you think about a traditional sports card or non-sports card even. Right? You typically get a pack of cards of a, of a standard release and, you know, it comes out to... 
you know, maybe 25 or 30 cents a card. Well, these are four bucks a card, and that is a little bit steep. And so cost is a little bit of a prohibitive measure for the masses. And so especially when you think about some of the living sets that go on for hundreds of cards, you know, you're talking about thousands of cards that are necessary to, to build a complete set. And if you're going to do that, you know, it's going to really add up. And so cost is one of the downsides with these. And then the other piece is if you're a completist, if you're somebody who has to have every card from a team or a player or even a complete set, it really can become overwhelming to try to keep tabs on all of these different on-demand offerings. And so I know there's some people who claim that this is one of the reasons that they're getting frustrated with the hobby. And I recognize that as a, a legitimate concern for those people who are completists. Um, but in general, if, if that's not you, I think this is, is something that really adds a, a new uh, interesting flavor or twist to collecting, and, and, and I'm a big supporter. So that's my opinion, but I'd love to hear what you think. Like I said, I don't necessarily have the, the lockdown on the only way to look at these on-demand sets, so I'd love to hear what you think. Reach out on Twitter at TheMikeSummer. Send me an email at waxpackhero at gmail.com and let me know if you've collected any of these on-demand sets, if it's something that you're interested in, or if it's something that you just want to stay far away from. I also just want to take a second to give a shout out to Herman38, LJB17, and SP Redhead, who SPL Redhead, who left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts about the show. Thank you. I appreciate getting that feedback. And I appreciate you helping other people find the show. Well, that's all I have for today. And I will catch you next time.